If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, we talked yesterday about the Quebec uh, anti-vax tax, as it's been called. Quebec saying that they've got too many COVID patients clogging up hospital beds who are unvaccinated, so they're going to hit people mm-hmm. who are unvaccinated with this health care tax. And Quebec is saying, like, well, in the first day after they made that announcement, they had 7,000 people signed up for a first dose of the vaccine, which mm-hmm. was a, like a very high number relative recently. So they're saying, like, it's working. You just, well, the, just the threat of it is working, they say. Well, I remember when they announced they were going to have uh, require proof of vaccination to go into liquor stores and cannabis stores, it went from 1,500 to 6,000 a day uh, yeah. appointments for first doses. Now the added threat of a tax on um, on the unvaccinated is having uh, an impact as well as more more people are registering to get the first dose. We're not going to see that in BC. That's been ruled out. Yeah, I'm not sure other provinces are going to bring that in. I don't it's think still, I've heard of any other province no, say they're doing. I it. think I think this is a Quebec thing. I don't see it spreading elsewhere. Interesting though, uh, I think you got the prime minister yesterday did not throw Quebec under the bus on this. He said, "I don't have a, a not going to express an opinion because uh, we don't see all the details yet." But he certainly didn't uh, criticize it. Okay, well let's listen to uh, Justin Trudeau on that precise point. So here's the prime minister here. He was asked yesterday what he thinks about this Quebec vax tax and would they bring in a, a similar federal tax. Here's what Trudeau said. We've uh, received uh, that proposal with with interest uh, by the Quebec government, but there's a lot more details uh, that we have to hear on how this would work uh, before I can make any comments on it. Okay, so he doesn't want to comment, but then after that, he went on to comment. Then he did comment. What did he say? (laughs) He said it's basically up to provinces to decide what to do to uh, get people vaccinated. He, uh, He reminded also that... Uh, federal government does require federal public service employees to be vaccinated as, yeah. a, as a condition of employment. Interesting, uh, we're seeing stories now of a spate of lawsuits from people who are unvaccinated people who are hit by these vaccine mandates. Um, notably in the public service uh, in most places across Canada, BC's healthcare system. Uh, if you want to work in the health like people, system. what they've lose their job because they're unvaccinated, yeah. then they sue for wrongful dismissal. Sounds like that's what's happening. There's uh. a, there's a number of lawsuits that have been launched. It, it obviously, haven't been resolved, or there's been no judgment. No one knows where these things are going to go. But uh, it's interesting that these, as we've you know, we've all predicted this would happen. Uh, that's some of the reaction to some of these vaccine mandates. But you know, BC's in the process of ensuring that more healthcare workers are required to be vaccinated right now. And it's in the public health orders. There's uh, in bold letters it says "take notice," and it lists a number of health professions: chiropractors, um, you know, nutritionists, a whole spate of healthcare workers who aren't covered by the current mandate are about to be covered soon. Okay. Yesterday on the show we talked about the li- the BC Liberal leadership contest, which I, th- I thought our friend Von Palmer in the Sun today had, had a great line on that, saying this was a a leadership contest that was getting no attention at all in the public, pretty much, and now it's getting attention for all the wrong reasons. With these <laughs> all the wrong reasons, exactly. Allegations of fraud in the membership signups. Yeah. Now, a lot of the fingers being pointed here at Kevin Falcon, the guy who's mm-hmm. most people think is going to win this thing. Now, he's his people are bragging. We've signed up the most members, so he appears poised to win this next month. 
and become the B.C. Liberal leader. Now his opponents teaming up together and launching this complaint to the party saying, oh, there's all these fake members and fraudulent member signups. So I had Falcon on the show yesterday mm -hmm. and I asked him about this. He's, you know, his campaign is effectively being accused of fraudulent signups for of members. And here's what he told me. The party did write back to all of us and made it very clear. There's absolutely, I'm quoting now, absolutely no evidence of any improprietary propriety mm. uh, uh, that, that has been demonstrated by any of the campaigns. Okay, nothing to see here. So, you know, every, almost every leadership race run under these, have uh, been run under these one member, one vote sign up uh, situations, whether it's liberal or NDP have seen allegations of fraud, of improper signups, you know, 20 people living at one address, dead people being signed up, uh, a cat, as Vaughn reminded <laughs> us today. Was, oh, oh but by the way, on the cat issue, that goes back to a previous BC Liberal mm -hmm. leadership race. And I think I said yesterday on the show, I think I said that George Abbott's campaign had signed up a cat. And he's emailed me last night and said, no, no, no. It was Christy Clark. It was Christy. It was Christy Clark yeah. who signed up the cat. <laughs> Our campaign belled the cat, actually. You know, we, we put in the complaint. So, That's right. You know, sorry to George. He didn't sign up the cat. It was good, Christy Clark signed up George, the cat. Yeah. yeah, no, there was there was a cat signed up. A dead person uh, was signed up. Uh, these, these, and again, it's happened in NDP races as well, as, as well as liberals. These, this system is open to fraud open to uh, uh, mismanagement and manipulation, and uh, again, not surprised what we're seeing here. Okay, now you made the point yesterday, hey, why don't you go back to the old school, right? Mm -hmm. The old-fashioned delegated convention. You pack people into a hockey arena yep. and have you know people voting in person, all the drama. Sweat it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of those. Uh, Tell the, me the, about the social credit one you covered, the famous one, or Vanderzam one. So that was the 86 convention, uh, which was just amazing. Dozen candidates. Uh, so much money was raised there by the, by the candidates. A number of candidates had their own bars. <laughs> Shock. So, uh, Vanderzam had his own bar. Like free Jim booze. Nielsen, Grace McCarthy, Brian Smith, Bud Smith. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't buy at these You don't. You can't buy a drink or, or a hot dog or food. Everything's paid for. Uh, it was. Uh, it was hoopla. It was um, uh, energy. It was uh, unbelievable uh, political spectacle, and it was uh, intoxicating for the delegates. I mean, th these were people who weren't just signing a piece of paper to be a member of a party. These were people who made a commitment. Came to Whistler, which was yeah. where it was held. Yeah. Got a hotel room. Was there for three or four days. Uh, engaged in political debates, intense political debates for three days. And every candidate had their his or her own tent or, or room where you went in and met the candidate and and engaged in political debate, often political theater. And get free booze and free oh, food. Yeah. I covered the '83 camp. Uh, no, let me play. Election. Let me play a clip of the Zam here, sure. just for just for fun. Okay, so Vander Zam won won that leadership. Now here is a commercial that he recorded shortly after that. For the first time in a long time, British Columbians are feeling pretty positive because things are happening. It's a time to put aside our differences, to join in and become a part of the solution. I call it a fresh start for BC. Okay, Vanderzam was looking pretty good at that time and things went a little south on him. Well, late. he won the election pretty easily. He did. Right he won that. big. He, he won the leadership at the end of July in Whistler, uh, election in October. Um, he started to fade in the in the campaign, but he was uh, very popular. And, of course, horrible problems in his government. He, it, yeah. it sowed this, the, 
basically the, the, the destruction of the Social Credit Party began on his watch as he allowed re- religious differences to take over the party. But again, delegate conventions um, are, are, I think, exciting things. They bring energy to a party. They bring commitment amongst people. It's better than the you know signing up people who will never have anything to do with the party again other than signing a membership. Okay, that was one of the greatest and most exciting provincial leadership conferences that Vanderzam won back then. Now, here's the other one you were just about to mention at the federal level, 1983. Brian Mulroney defeats Joe Clark for the Conservative Party leadership. You were there. Let's listen to a little bit of it, and I'll get your thoughts. Final ballot. Votes needed to win, 1,455. Joe Clark, 1,325. The party has made its choice. The party now has its duty to ensure that that choice is supported in every corner of the party in every corner of the country. I salute him as a friend, as a colleague in arms, and as a distinguished and most thoughtful Canadian. Okay, so you heard heard the voices of Joe Clark there conceding defeat. Mulroney was the winner. You were there. What was that like? It was unbelievable. That was an amazing convention. Uh, I was a cub reporter working for the old Columbian newspaper out of New Westminster as a stringer. Um, you know, pooled or got funded basically by some, it was one of the First instance of crowdfunding, where some friends basically threw in some money to uh, fly me and another colleague. I think Tom Hawthorne was the other one who came. Uh, was where was that for, held? That was in Ottawa at yeah. the old Civic Arena there, Civic Center, uh, about 100 degrees on the floor. Joe, uh, John Crosby, Joe Clark, Brian Mulroney. It was just an amazing Peter Pocklington. Peter po- I had an encounter with Peter Pocklington on the, on the lobby of the Chateau Laurier hotel that ran, I think, on the CBC National, where the camera was rolling, and I can, suddenly just bumped nose to nose with Pocklington and I said Mr. Pocklington you haven't had much of a profile at this convention you know he was running for leader and he really hadn't had much of a profile and he said what about you you don't have much profile either <laughs> I said well, yeah well, I'm not running for leader and that that actually ran on the uh, on the CBC National that night so it was uh, it was a pretty exciting so, convention again thou- more than, you just heard the ballots there 1300 people required 1400 people for to uh, declare victory there was like uh, 2500 people in that place that so you amazing. think that would be a better way that they should way go back better. to those instead of these universal ballot sign ups way better okay. it's uh, it's a much uh, i think it's a healthier system uh, the delegates represent people back in their hometowns they're elected as a delegate status it's a it's a much more honest way of electing a leader Rez Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. The phone lines are open. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. John in Vancouver. Hi, John. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Um, I'm with the arrival of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, um, is it uh, true that you only need one dose to be um, in Canada here? Like, is that That's right. For the passport? Yeah, it's a one dose. It's a one dose vaccine. There's not a lot of it up here, but it is. It, it did start to arrive. Uh, about a month ago, or a little more than a month ago, it's not here as, as in great a number as uh, Moderna and Pfizer's. Well, you can check uh, how much is here on this uh, Center for Disease Control website. You can go to the dashboard there. Is it available in BC? Yep, yep. It's, uh, but I'm not sure exactly how much of it is here. Again, on the on the dashboard, you can see how much, how many doses have arrived and how many have been distributed. Okay, and we're also hearing hearing word that 
there may be some antiviral products are going to be uh, yeah. approved for use in Canada. Yeah, Health right? Canada is studying uh, uh, putting them through various trials. Uh, so we're going to get some news on that. Hopefully, even as early as uh, next week. So this would be a medicine that you take to treat mm-hmm. the treat, to treat the virus after you get it. There's also an oral Pfizer uh, um, uh, medicine uh, that's uh, used for treatment as well. That's gone. That's actually been approved by the FDA in the United States, and yeah. the track record has been. We're always a you know a few weeks behind or a few months behind the CDC and the FDA in the states for health Canada to approve, so it's on track. Six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight is the number to call. Star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell. Doug in Surrey. Hi, Doug. Hi, Mike and Keith. I heard you mention the Kevin Falcon BC Liberal uh, leadership thing going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, given that they had basically unfettered. Uh, rule of the province for 16 years under various leaders we all know who we're talking about i'm not too surprised that kevin falcon and his people maybe not kevin directly but some people uh, in his little charge there to the leadership uh, are dreaming of the good old days when they basically could do whatever they wanted and nobody could hold them to task um I would be very surprised if the B.C. Liberals don't have a dogfight right in their own uh, little army there and see who's going to come out on top, and that uh, they wouldn't mind chewing each other up to get the uh, the brass ring, and uh, it, that it's uh, that uh, there's a that there's a couple of high-profile people in a position to get that top job. Uh, it's amazing what might be going on under the cover that nobody wants okay. to, you know. Okay, Doug. Thanks for the call. Well, it is getting a little uh, getting ugly already. Uh, it's but. a little bit, you know. It's still kind of a pillow fight among some of these leadership contenders. I mean, things got these were out, there were allegations in the, in the leadership race won by Christy Clark. Yes, uh, there were allegations in the leadership race won by Andrew Wilkinson of improper signups of various candidates. But ne- things didn't really get that ugly internally, and I'd, I'd be surprised if they get really ugly in this one. Okay, let's go to Robert calling from Parksville. Hi, Robert. Go ahead. Hey, uh, curious, no uh, comments from the mainstream media regarding this young boy who was given eviction from uh, Ronald McDonald House in uh, Vancouver for not being vaccinated. Uh, There's a couple of big players in the States involved in this, and now I'm looking, it's up to a quarter of a million dollars for uh, crowdfunding. Comments? Okay. The, uh, the why, why would you be phoning the mainstream media if you don't like the mainstream media? Well, I mean, his point on the Ronald McDonald House is uh, there was a, there was a family there, it was an unvaccinated some unvaccinated family, so they were told to leave Ronald McDonald yeah. House because they had a rule you had to be vaccinated. Yeah. So you know, which is That's an unfortunate rule. situation. And, the, and but, yeah, and the anti-vax crowd is exploiting this for all they can. They're distributing yeah. video, homemade videos of this thing. It's a it's the hot button issue for some anti-vax people. You know, I mean, you know, McDonald's runs Aunt McDonald Ronald McDonald House, yeah. I assume. And they've got their rules. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, maybe you should take it up with McDonald's. Take it up with them. You know. Okay. Um, just lastly, in the minute we got left, do you think th- this liberal leadership race has got about another month to go here? It's going to be settled in uh, mm-hmm. February. Do you think Falcon wins this thing? I mean, it looks odds on to win it easily. I'd, I'd be surprised if he doesn't win. I mean, I just don't see any evidence that another candidate has the has the backing and the, and the, the players in their camp. Um, but you know, again, one member, one vote. There can be some surprises here. Uh, we'll see how the, the the voting goes. I mean, there were some. It was a little surprising the last one. It wasn't clear that Wilkinson was going to win. 
Uh, and it wasn't. I mean, Michael Lee finished uh, stronger than I think a lot of people thought. And could, Falcon, could Falcon become the premier? Could he become an effective opposition leader and then become the premier in the next election? Do you think? I think uh, they got a very steep hill to climb. Uh, that party's got to rebuild itself. That goes well beyond the leader. Uh, they're a broken party outside. Uh, once you, once you get into the suburbs of Metro Vancouver, uh, where all the seats are, and there's going to be more seats. We're we're in the midst of a redistribution, uh, and there's going to be more seats added to Metro Vancouver, and the Liberals aren't strong there.